Okay, what's up everybody? So today is uh, February 13, 2019, and I just wanted to um, get up on here and talk about this manga I just binged watched. Um, I've been into mangas and animes for some time, um, not as much as a lot of people I get the feeling that if you say, if you even open your mouth that you talk about anime or mangas in general, you're immediately judged. Like, you need to know everything about Dragon Ball Z and Naruto before you even, and down to like the episode and what happens and all the fusions and all the battles and everybody's abilities. Because if you don't, immediately you're just looked at as like, trendy fuck and I and I, I get it like I'm that way with metal and shit but I just casually watch anime from time to time and that's no bearing on to what I'm going to talk about but like I said I just finished watch re-watching Attack of the Titans and I actually like animes but I don't like I like it and I kind of don't at the same time I, to me, there's, you know, you got your anime and you got your manga, but then you got, to me, you got your, your comical animes, and then you got your overly dark, sinister brooding animes, and then you got your, your mechs, like, there's only like three, well, there's, there probably is more subcategories to anime, but to me, they're like, it's heavily into three. And I like the more comedy versions of it. The dark horror, overtly violent, you know, animes is not up my alley. And even though I do like mech stuff and robots and stuff like that, like Transformers, you know, Transformers is not necessarily anime, but you, you know what I mean. Um, I'm not overly into like Terminator or Transformers or anything mechanized or the Matrix or the Animatrix as it were like the Animatrix is good but that was only because I like the Matrix in general um but I, like I feel like there's three like those are the three heavy heavy like if you're gonna be watching anime you're gonna get lumped into that a little bit like, though only those three types of animes somewhat exist. And even, that's not even true what I'm saying, but... That's just, if you just look at it from a topical sense, and you're like, hey, I want to watch anime for the first time. You get, like, these really dark animes, and they're just like... You know, they're just dark, and they're just murderous, and like they're ultra-violent, and that's cool. Like, Mortal Kombat-ish. Um, you look at other ones and it's like, they're more like happy-go-lucky ones. And I, that's actually what I like. Cartoons are supposed to meant to be fun. I get some serious stuff into it. You want to see explosions and fighting and blah, blah, blah. You know, but it's always supposed to be fun. Like to me, like I, it's just the cartoons, you know. Uh, then you get your overtly, I guess there's another category, you're overtly like, 
all the anime titties, you know, the girls are like superly done up, like Sailor Moon. And nothing against Sailor Moon, but you know what I mean. So maybe there's four, there's a couple different categories. But anyways, I like the more comical stuff, like Kuka. Um, and I, I, that's not even animated. I don't even know what that is. This is an American something. But Puka's fucking fun. To me, it's fun. I wish I could. I wish that shit would come out on Netflix. I would watch it. Uh, I used to watch it heavy. I used to fuck with the heavy. Um, but like I said, that's neither here nor there. I wanted to talk about this manga that I just finished. Um, that I got told to watch. I don't know how long it's been out or what, but I just finished watching the two and a half seasons. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. Let me backtrack for a second. Because I feel like I had to talk about this a little bit. So I put out that episode of me talking about video games, the last episode of my podcast. Y'all motherfuckers did me dirty. Uh, the three of you out there that listen to it, thank you. But the rest of you fucks, uh, I ain't getting no love on it. But I don't know what's up with that. All my episodes are running like, I don't know, maybe... It says average play 84, but I don't know it's not average. They're all, like, in the 50s and 60s. And there's some that are tipping up past, like, 120 now. But they're all 50 and 60. And then the last one, I talked about video games. And I got three listens in fucking, like, five days now. And I'm like, huh. I thought that would be a topic, of a cool topic. I guess I'm never going to go back to video games, I guess. Even though I plan to. But, I mean, I guess, like... We're not doing video games up on podcast or what the fuck? Like, I thought I would talk to some good shit, and I just don't know. Like, I, maybe I titled it wrong. Maybe I didn't put some keywords up in the bitch. Uh, probably the titling is wrong, but I, I titled it video games. So uh, you're interested in the whatever the hell I'm talking about, and you even play video games. Wouldn't you have listened? I don't get it. And I promoted the fuck out of it. Like, I put it on my Twitter. I put it on my Snap. I put it everywhere. And it just is not going. It's not moving. It's stuck at, like, three listens. Eh, whatever. You hit, you hit and miss. Uh, I thought some other shit that I was talking about wasn't going to do well. And it did well. So, it is what it is. Maybe I'll get back to video games once that episode... If that episode ever gains some fucking momentum. Hopefully it does. I'd like to get to video games. But either way, um, like I said, I just got done watching this manga fucking, um, on Netflix, it's, uh, and I binge watched it, binge watched it over like the last week. Um, all the episodes are 20 minutes long. Uh, like I said, a, f- a friend of mine had told me, hey, you know, if you're watching this or that, or you're watching... And like I said, I've been sprinkling... I sprinkle in anime in my life time from time to time. Obviously, I'm not the biggest fan, nor do I nor will I ever claim to be. But it's there. It's always been there. Um, it's another reason why I want to go to Japan. But anyways, anyways, I, I'm... Let me get to what I'm just trying to get to talking about. Uh, Netflix, I was watching... It's called The Seven Deadly Sins on Netflix. Now, I'm not sure. I don't think it's... I don't think it's a Netflix original. 
I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it comes out on Netflix. But I watched season one, which was like 24 episodes. And season two was like a mid. Season two didn't have no bearing on shit, actually. It was just more of like an in-between of season two and season three. Like, they weren't doing anything but fucking around. Talking about some of their past and whatnot. And I'm going to run through all, talk about it. And then season three was really long. Well, season season two, like I said, was just like a, kind of like a, a, a bridge from season one to season two. Season one, 20-some episodes long. Season two, if you want to call it that, was like five episodes long. And then season three was another, like, I just got done watching. I know it's 24 episodes long. Uh, but either way, like, I liked it. It's a bit Dragon Ballish, where, like, there's a shitload of characters. Um, the powers just keep getting more and more and more. But I like it. And I, you know, when you watch anime, you don't know what you're getting into. Like, I don't know. Or manga. I don't know what... Uh, you're getting into when you first started up, but when I first when you first started up, let's talk about season one real quick. Let me talk about one. Season one, you get introduced to Meliodas, and he's well, actually, uh, Elizabeth walks into the tavern, the Boar Hat, and you know everybody thinks she's part of the Seven Deadly Sins because she's wearing some armor. Uh, they think she's an armor giant, but it turns out she's not. She's just a princess, a girl. Meliodas, you, you know, just takes her in, helps her out, whatever. Story picks up. She's looking for the seven deadly sins because she does not trust the Holy Knights of Leonis. Um, I don't know why she doesn't trust them. They don't, I don't know if they don't say it. Oh, no, she she doesn't trust them because they want to bring about the Holy War. Um, which is something that they kind of talked about and they were getting at, but then they didn't finish it, I don't think. Talking about the Holy War, and the Holy War is going to be waged uh, throughout the land, throughout the land of Britannia. Um... And to me, it, it's really good. Like, the story breaks off onto there, and it gets to Meliodas is trying to find, or he's just walking. They're just walking, and they're, try, they're trying to locate some of the other sins. There's seven of them. And um, I think the second one they come across is Diane. It's Meliodas and Di- Diane. And then they're walking, and they find. They end up finding more. Bond comes in. Harlequin or the Fairy King comes in, or they call him King for short. After a while, and they, yeah, it's Meliodas, Bond, that no Meliodas, Diane, Bond, King. Uh, I think they find Gother, fifth. Yeah, Gother, fifth. 
Then they find Merlin, like, at the very end of season two. And they find Escanor, like, mid-season three. Uh, those are the seven deadly sins. Um, that I think, you know, I think they found them in that order. Now, I like I like it because this the story reminds me a lot of like Final Fantasy. Like if Final Fantasy was an actual anime and you could watch it, and, and you know what? Let me speak on that for a cool second. Um, Advent Children from Final Fantasy was fucking a masterpiece, man. I love that. That's probably one of the best video game movies that you're going to find, like, out there. Now, I know some people like like other ones, but Advent Children was really good. Uh, I loved it. As a matter of fact, I watched the fuck out of it, like, Probably a hundred times. Um, I don't have it anymore because it's on DVD and I lost it. And it's been many, many years since I've been children. But that was good. However, that's neither here nor there. I'll get to animes and the different animes that I've been watching throughout the years. And the movies and the different things that I've watched. You know, this is just... I wanted to talk about this particular one that I watched. Because it really, I really liked it. I really, I really actually enjoyed it. I binged the fuck out of it in like a week. And there's... 50 plus episodes almost. Um, anyways. The story. It kind of reminds me a lot of like. Final Fantasy 9. A little bit. Like it does like. Like Final Fantasy Tactics. Like there's Holy Knights. There's Merlin. There's mages. There's demons. There's goddesses. There's giant. There's a, a giant race. There's a fairy race. Like it's got like. A little bit of everything of like it's even got a little bit of like oh what are some of the other stuff that's going on up in there yeah sir arthur camelot um it's totally you could totally tell it's anime you could totally tell there's a heavy japanese influence um but they combine it all into like a story like a a working story. There's people dying. There's people getting cut up. I mean, it's really good. Like I said, it reminds me heavy of like Final Fantasy IX. The only thing different, you know, through and through, is there's no summons. You know, there's no summons. You can't. Well, they don't summon legendary beasts. Even though you know what they do, they do summon beasts, but it's not used frequently. Or not all of them have that ability. Like Diane can summon these golden figures. And then she ends up summoning. Her friends and people she trusts later on. Where she. Hones her ability through. Training? Or I forgot how she hones her ability. Anyways. And then uh, some of the demon rays can summon. You know. Creatures and things of that nature. But. Yeah there's. There's the human race. There's the giant race. There's the fairy race, there's the goddess race, and then there's the demon race. And I think, I think there might be another race that I'm missing. I'm not sure. But the story, you have to watch the story. You cannot miss one episode because you'll get lost. But And I'm going to do my best to go. Season one is, 
it's really good. See, they Meliodas and Elizabeth, Princess, Princess, Princess Elizabeth, head out to search for the others' sins um, because they're trying to stop the Holy War from coming. And the Holy War is being brought on by Dreyfus and Hendrickson. Uh, their goal is to, you know, take over Britannia and especially where Leonis is at. Um, Dreyfus and Hendrickson are grandmasters, wizards, whatever they are. No, actually, I think Hendrickson is, and Dreyfus is like the chief holy knight. Um, and the plan is, well, actually, Hendrix, Hendrickson is making, they know about the seven deadly sins. Are they, they're trying to eliminate them because uh, there's wanted posters. They're trying to eliminate them because I think they're powerful enough to stop what's going on. And actually, that's the truth. And they set out to eliminate Meliodas, like, Meliodas and Bon and Diane, like, from the jump. They want them gone. Like, Meliodas is the strongest, obviously. He's the main character, Sir Meliodas. He's actually the smallest character, I believe, in the entire cast of dudes that they got. Well, actually, he's not the strong. It turns out he's not the strongest. But he is probably... The most diverse, and then he's he can't die either. I'm not sure the other ones can die. Some of them can't die, uh, as I explain why. But anyways, this the Holy Knight set out to stop Meliodas and company like from the jump. Like that's see that's like episode two or three. Like they they sense he's around and they go and they go and try to kill him. And they damn near succeed a few times um, before he's got any power. But, you know, the story goes and they're successful. The seven deadly sins are successful. Anyways, long story short, towards the end, it turns out that Hendrickson and Dreyfus have both been um, possessed by the demon race. And they were giving a lot of the Holy Knights demon blood to drink and it was going to turn them into demons. Anyways, uh, the plot's uncovered and like all hell breaks out in the in the Leonis realm or Leonis territory and like Hendrickson becomes the ultimate bad guy and he's almost undefeatable but Meliodas like goes berserk and actually, you know what? Elizabeth goes berserk and stops everything. Uh, she's she's actually part of the Druid race, and that's another race I forgot. Um, but I don't think there's any there's not that many Druids left. It, anyways, that season one, um, they uncovered the plan that they wanted to. The demon race has been locked and sealed away for thousands of years. They say three thousand. And they're, the demon race wants back on Britannia, and they want to conquer some, and they actually do. Uh, 
season two kicks off, and it's just, like I said, it's just, it's not, they, they don't have much bearing on the story other than it gives you a little bit of background to, I think, Diane's story, a little bit of background to, I think, Bonds a little bit. Anyways, yeah, I, I think they get, I don't know if they get into a little bit of Bonds background or whose background they're getting into. Uh, but I think they do get into, I think they do get into Diane's, and I think they get into King's a little, background a little bit. Um, and there's a ton of stuff I'm missing, I'm like leaving out. Like King had to fight his homie. Uh, oh, I forgot his name, He's evading me at the top. It's another fairy that he had to kill. He already killed like once, and then he ended up killing again, and then Ray killed him a third time. Um, there was that little plot in the mix. Um, Bond, they, yeah, they talk a little bit about Bond. Yeah, season two, it, uh, it's just, it's only a few episodes long, and it doesn't really have much bearing on the story, other than, I think at the, at the end of season one, Bond takes off, and so the the seven deadly sins are not all together in the beginning of season three. But in season the end of season one, Bond takes off and he takes King with him. So it's Bond and King, and then I think Meliodas, Elizabeth, and Diane. No, I forget. I don't know. They're they're separated. They're not together. But Maliotis is telling, uh, I forget who's telling Elizabeth that he's trying to find Escanor. He's got to find the last deadly sin, like, because he's not the he's not the most powerful. And it turns out that he's not. Meliodas is not the most powerful of the sins. However, I think he he might be the most magical, and he and he's invincible. If that makes any sense, like he can't actually die. Escanor is the most powerfulest, and I think the most he's got the most magic. But I think he can die, or or no, you know what? And he's he's not powerful all the time. He's not the he can't be because he's. He's powered by the sun. Um, so only when the sun is at like noon is he the most powerful. But he can pretty much wipe out anybody at that point. And he's the most, he's without emotion. Like he's, well, not that, not that he's not without emotion, but he has, he's not scared of anybody, so he doesn't hate anybody. He has no fear. Uh, that it leads into him being more powerful. And they touch on that later on, but. Yeah, the end of the season two is like I said, it's really short, and like I think it's just a bridge to season three, or which probably is season two, but it's labeled season three. So, yeah, the story, like I said, the story of season one is really good. I like, I like the knights, I like the demons, I liked, um, you know, the comedy of it, the colors of it. It's not dark. 
you know, some characters are dark, but it's not overall, it's not a dark, it's an actually a bright setting, kind of like Dragon Ball Z-ish. Um, you know, the, some of their powers to me, it reminds me just of like, uh, it, it reminds me that I liked it because it reminds me so much of Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy IX. Like, that's in, they probably got a little bit of inspiration from that, maybe. But it's really good. It's really good. It's like a whole story that you just watch, watch them walking and talking. And at no point is there a dull moment. Like, there's fights all the time. Like, every episode, there's a fight. The fights between Bond and Meliodas are pretty good. Um, the fights when they're beaten, when the sins are getting beat. Meliodas gets beat a bunch of times. They just... They don't know how to finish him or finish off the rest of the Deadly Sins. And they don't know how to close the gap. Like, they beat Meliodas and he's he's stunned. But it takes all of them to beat him. And then they get exhausted. So maybe they can't make a move. But anyway, Season 3 starts off with just where Season 1 ends. And it's like... The demon race is able to send the Ten Commandments, which is like the demon races or the the humans have the seven deadly sins, even though they're not all human. The demon race has the Ten Commandments, which they're not all demons, but they're their own squad. Like, um, so it's two squads pitted against each other, or that's what that's what it's coming to now when the demon race the Ten commandments pop up dreyfus uh is the one who's able to get him to come up like he, he he barely accomplished what he needed to in season one for them to be able to come out because they had been sealed away and he finally got all the things he needed to break the seal now i don't think they i don't think Meliodas knows in the end of season one. I don't think none of the sins know that the demon race was summoned, but they they do know fairly quick quickly in season three. Like they know quick. Like they they can sense the magic and they just know that the demon race is like like there's something wrong. Um I don't know, I don't have all the demon races names. I know there's Garland. Melaskis, um, Droll, Bloxania. Shit, there's, there, I'm, I'm only at four, and I know, um, Dreyfus was one, or actually that's Fraudrin. Damn, I got five, and I can't think of the other five's name off the top of my head. Uh, there's the one that actually kills Meliodas, and there's Meliodas. I think there's two. The two of them are Meliodas' brothers. One's an older and one's a younger. Meliodas, I think, is in the middle. Um, who else am I missing? The Commandment of Pacifism. I can't think of that guy's name right now. Um... There's like seven or eight. I think I'm missing two. 
of the Ten Commandments. Gother was actually a Ten Commandment, but then he switched sides like a long time ago. And I actually don't think he knows. And a, and a big thing in in all of this is before season one starts, something happened ten years ago, and it erased like everybody's memory. Like nobody knows what actually happened. But they get they, the story gets out and you get pieces of it. But not everybody's got all the pieces, and not all the pieces. People are not saying things to other people because they know not to. And there's a lot of hidden. But Meliodas is part. He turns out he's part of the demon race, but he does just like Gother. He switched sides, and just like people that were on the sin side or the human side, they switched, and the goddess side, I think they switched to the demon race, like, for whatever reason. They don't get into the reason why Droll and Gloxania switched sides, but um, I'm sure they will at some point. They don't get into the exact reason why Meliodas switched sides either. They don't say... Well, actually, no, they, I don't think they say. I think he just gave up part of being in the demon race so he could be in love with his girlfriend at the time. But he, you know, or the girl he loved. But I don't think he, they don't give a other reason other than that. Like, there's, there's no definitive reason. Anyways. The demon race is summoned, and now there's trouble because the seven deadly sins are not as a unit yet. And when I mean a unit, they're not, and this is season two, they're not, or season three, they're not all together. It's Meliodas, Diane, Merlin, the Fairy King. And I think a few cast-offs like Guild Thunder, the ho- some of the some of the Holy Knights, Guild Thunder, some of the other people. I can't think of their name. The there's a there's a shitload of characters. Um, there's a whole other squad of Holy Knights that were supposed to stop the Seven Deadly Sins, but they don't actually work for Holy Knights. Um, and you find you come to find out that only like one or two of them make it because the other ones were killed off. Um, one of them is cool looking too. He's got him. He wears a mask and he has a big ass sword. And he's the one that ends up kicking it with the seven deadly sins at, after some time. Well, anyways, there's those few. And the very first thing that happens to them is they encounter Garland. Now Garland's power is like. Ten times more powerful than anybody's power. And he puts a whipping on Diane, uh, Merlin, and Meliodas. He just... He actually kills Meliodas. He puts his... Cuts his face off. And he turns to stone Merlin. And he, like, knocks... Diane completely he he erases her memories he hit her so hard um that was our first encounter with the Ten Commandments 
And at that point, you think like, wow, like shit, like it's Meliodas is in his squad, like they're actually going to lose this. Well, Bond's still alive. Bond has an encounter. Bond's kicking it with Jericho. No, you know what? He's kicking it with Jericho and the Fairy King. I don't know what happens. But they're separated and Meliodas gets beat. And he and Bond is now like He's searching for a way to bring the fairy, the love of his life. He's searching for a way to bring her back to life. And I, and actually, that goes back to season season one. That was a big thing for Bond. His girlfriend's dead. And the goddess race tells him there's a way. They'll grant his wish of bringing his girlfriend back to life, but he's got to kill Meliodas. Now Meliodas hears that and he takes the actions into his own hands. And I actually think Bond can beat Meliodas. I know he's not able to, but Bond is holding back a lot. Meliodas is holding back a lot. Bond's not killable. And he can snatch, and he has snatched the hearts out of other demons' bodies, and he can kill them. And I think he can kill Meliodas long enough to fulfill the wishes of the goddesses, but he 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 doesn't. And Meli, I don't think Meliodas can really can kill him or do anything to him. Um, only because. There's no, there's no way to kill him, Bond. And the only thing Meliodas can do is to hack him up repeatedly, over and over and over and over. And it's just nothing's gonna, nothing's gonna work. Like literally nothing. As a matter of fact, Bond can absorb energy from Meliodas and use it against him, and not be. Uh, there's no Meliodas has a counter. It's called full counter, but that's only for magic. Um, oh shit, I forgot the other two commandments and names, and they were just on the top of my head right now. It's a dude with the white cape and the girl with the big ass claw as a hand. Um, that's like half naked. Anyways. And actually, they they may have died. They don't, it doesn't say. Uh, anyways, Bond and company are you know, on their way to look for that, they stumble across something. And they're finding out that dead dead people are being resurrected. And that's what Bond is looking for. He's trying to figure out how. He comes to find out that the demon race is doing it. Uh, they're giving back souls of dead people so they can get revenge on people that did them dirty in life or whatever. One of those people is his girlfriend that comes back to life. He meets up with her. They've scrapped. And then he vows to save her life or keep her alive. And anyways, they they get on a path direct 
directed right at all the other sins. And that is, there's this tournament in Season 3, um, Advisal. And one, two of the Ten Commandments, Droll and Laxania set it up. So where all the all of the land's greatest warriors in one area. Now originally it was just so that they could get the souls out of them to regenerate their magic, but I think they actually set it up so that they could kill each other in some tournament. And that's how all the seven deadly sins, all yeah, I think all the seven deadly sins in their entirety. A bunch of the Holy Knights. Every other main player is like right there on the good on the good team side. Now, at that point, they're all together, but they're not as powerful as the Ten Commandments. And the Ten Commandments have the upper hand because they have them all in one area. Droll and Gloxania are scrapping with Meliodas, and Meliodas sends everybody else away from the area because they're powerful and they're going to kill everybody. And he's the only one that's even close to their strength. Once he sends everybody out, the rest of the Ten Commandments roll up and they kill him. Actually, it's his brother that kills him. Bond comes back to try to stop it. Ineffective, they kill Meliodas anyways. Now, Meliodas is gone for a few episodes, like two or three, which isn't a lot of time, but the demon race, when he's done, when you, when they think they kill him, uh, begin attacking all the other places, and there's they're taking people's energies and their magic out of their bodies, like, one by one, like, that's just what they're doing to get back their magic. They completely take over the kingdom of Camelot. Um, and they're holed up there. Now, Meliodas comes back to life. And they pretty much, from what I take of it, because they're not, he's the son of the demon king who is the number one demon uh, in the demon race, obviously, the demon king. But he is cursed somehow uh, to stay alive forever. He can't actually die. That's his curse. They don't say how he got the curse, but they say he's cursed to be alive. And I think the curse is was set in place because he abandoned his team. He was part of the Ten Commandments. He was supposed to be aired. He was supposed to be the next Demon King, but the Demon King is still the Demon King. But anyways, um, Meliodas is cursed to stay alive, and I actually think uh, that has to do with him betraying the other co- the other commandments at one point, and now he gets to watch you know, his girlfriend die over and over and over and over again for years at a time. Uh, that's his curse, is to stay alive and to watch it. 
the other commandments have other abilities and other curses about them, but it's not the same as his. Anyways, it, yeah, it gets you turn to find out he's the Demon King's son. Uh, he's in the Demon King's realm because I said he died and his soul went down there. Uh, they don't say exactly what happened. They just say he he just comes back. He's alive. But Merlin Merlin tells you that every time he dies, he comes back with less and less of himself, like of his mind, I guess. Like, and it's pretty evident at the end of season three that that's the case. Like his mind is not completely there. Like, he's just as strong as before, but he's not there in the head mentally. So that may come into a big part into the next season, whenever the next season comes out. Now, I'm not exactly sure when this season three dropped. Because, like I said, it's just something that somebody just had recently told me about to watch. Um, but I'm assuming... They didn't kill all the Ten Commandments. The ones that are left are just as smart as he is and just as strong as he is. And I think they'll be able to re to get people back to life. And I don't actually think that the seven deadly sins can beat them straight up as is. Um, without getting help of probably the goddess race that doesn't want to help. Uh because they, like I said, they beat Meliodas and he was already strong. They beat him straight up. And it didn't even take that much to do it. Uh, one of the, his brothers can stop his full counter. And he just stopped it with his hand. He didn't even put any effort. Another brother was able to, to hack him up, hack his arm off, and Meliodas didn't even see it. Like those two dudes are strong. And then they had, there's a squad about them. They have their own squad. And they took over King Arthur's territory. I don't know if season four will be the end of it, but I doubt it. Um, I don't know. You know, you don't know how these things work, shape out. Could be one of these things that goes like ten seasons long. Um, but yeah, they, the one the ten the ten commandments today, I think there's like they killed off Rowden, they killed off they captured one. One of them is captured, and Merlin's got it in a jar. They killed off. Um, I think they killed off like three of them, and one is captured. I'm trying to think here. Yeah, I think they killed off. Three and one is captured, or they killed off two and one is captured. And that's all, that's all that they were able to do. And they pretty much wrecked the entire kingdom of Leonis. Even though they, overnight, Merlin fixed it overnight. They wrecked everything. And it, that was just like a small bit of them. It took everything. Okay, now the three of them are dead. Three of them are dead. Garland, the dude with the white cape. And the girl with the big claw. Those two are allegedly dead. Because Meliodas full countered the Dragon Blast. And then both of them were in it. Um, they supposedly just were obliterated. 
And full counter doubles any super magical attack. It doubles it back at the person that casted it. So some of them are casting like their ultimate, ultimate spells. Their ultimate magical attacks in Meliodas can full counter it. Now he can't full counter a physical attack. And but he's physically strong. But he's not he's not incredibly magically strong. He just has this full counter, which he's able to dish back at like I said, double damage as long as he can take the damage. Or see the magic the magical attack coming. Um, but anyways, he supposedly kills out too. And Garland was turned to stone, which I don't. I see. I don't think he, all three of them. I don't think any of them are actually dead. But then again, one is captured. Frodrin is captured. No, not Frodrin is not captured. Um, the commandment of pacifism. I don't know his name off the top of my head. He's captured in a jar. Merlin wants to experiment with him. Uh, Gother is an interesting character because I think Gother, even though he's a seven deadly sin, he's actually also part of the Ten Commandments, and I don't think he knows he's part of the commandments. Well, actually, he does, but he's lacking, he's lacking a heart, so I actually think Gother is invincible. That's something that I don't think a lot of people got. Um... Bond can take the hearts out of the demons, and there's supposedly seven hearts per demon. And he can take it out of their body and kill it, and kill them that way. That's one way to die. Um, or you just get obliterated by you just get obliterated by magic, or you get obliterated by physical attacks. Gother has no heart, and he's both Ten Commandment and Seven Deadly Sin. Um, and yeah, just I think he's invincible. He's probably the most invincible um, person on the battlefield. However, he's probably the physically the weakest. His only thing is he can fuck with people's minds. Now, like I said, that at, it, the whole story. I liked I liked it through. I'm just running through because I'm just trying to talk about it and get this podcast up. Um, yeah, I liked it. I gave it I gave it like a solid eight out of ten, probably a nine out of ten. I think the only thing that I personally um, would like I would like to see more all-out brawls. Like, most of it, most of the stuff is, like, one-on-one. Like, I want to see more, like, melee. Like, I want to see, like, three of them fight three of them at the same time. Like, and I don't know why they don't do that. Um, but whatever. I mean, I'm not not a hater in that aspect. It could be, it could be great if they had Meliodas, Bond, King, Escanor, and Merlin all... Combine, and they do at some points. They do combine their magical attacks into one attack. But they should be able to fight. And they should be able to draw that. And they just... They don't do it. There's a lot of story. And I get that's part of the thing. The story is absolutely phenomenal. Most of the graphics are phenomenal. I like how they go from 
it looking animist, looking cartoonish, to looking dope, to looking, you know, you know, there's a, there's a lot going on with the graphics part of it. Like I said, the graphics and the, and the vision, the visual looks of it is phenomenal. The story's phenomenal. The action is phenomenal. I just think that they should be having more like mayhem battles if it were like that'd be dope to see more war scenes that and that's another thing they're supposed to be at war and there's not there's nobody has an army or the armies are getting wiped out but they should be able to clash them straight up like the holy knights have the ability to do all kinds of shit the demon race has the ability to do all kinds of shit they should be able to to line up like 10,000 people per side and just let them like have at each other and then again like the demon race split up and maybe that's but they split up to take over different pieces of land and that was Meliodas wanted them to split up so that way they could pick them off one at a time but it wasn't that never actually physically happened either one of their strategies worked um, but either way, like I said, it's pretty good. I, I really liked it. The Seven Deadly Sins, I give like an 8, probably a 9 out of 10. Like I said, it's just a sprinkling of stuff that I would have done differently if I was the creator of it. But there's some phenomenal characters. Like I said, like, I got acquainted with the Seven Deadly Sins. That's who the story is loosely based around. That uh, The Ten Commandments are new players to the game. Uh, some of them are allegedly dead, and some and some are captured, and some they just they ran out of time to get into more story. But of the seven deadly sins, I gotta say one of my favorites is probably Bond. Bond's invincible. He's got powers. He can scrap straight up with Meliodas, and I actually think he can beat Meliodas. Uh, as much, I don't know if people are arguing about that or not, but I think Bond can beat Meliodas. Uh, they're supposed to be pals, but Meliodas is—he's got some dark secrets, and Bond knows it. And Bond is just waiting, I think, for the right time to take him out. I think he's actually going to have to take him out uh, at some point. Um, Merlin is hot. So is Princess Elizabeth. Uh, Hawk. The pig is pretty cool. Gil Thunder is a cool character. Both Dreyfus and Hendrickson are dope characters. Zaratos makes his appearance finally late in season three, which is cool. Um, Gila is a good character where they had her going for a cool minute. Gila actually killed herself to fight Maliotis, Bond, and the King, like... In a, in a place where you have to be dead to go. That was dope. Um, the Ten Commandments. or those, those are my... Gother's a good character, too. Gother's interesting. Gother, to me, is probably the key to the whole story. Like, I don't know. Whoever Gother ends up deciding probably going to win. And I think Gother's going to remain loyal to the good people, but... There's a creepy feeling that that may not happen, depending on what happens with Meliodas. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's phenomenal. I would watch it if I was you guys. Um, I'm gonna watch more anime 
as it goes. I, I watch anime from, like I said, from time to time casually. I'm not the biggest fan, nor do I care to be. Um, but this was a good manga. And like I said, it just reminds me a lot of, like, uh, old school RPG game. Like Final Fantasy Tactics. If, you are, if you've ever played that, it's just like watching a fucking an anime based on that game. Like, that would be similar. Like, it's not the same, but it's similar. Um, yeah, and that was that. I mean, today is February 13th. Tomorrow is February 14th. You guys know what's up. Uh, shout out to all the people that are in love. Um, I bounced back myself. I got a date. I got gonna go watch Alita, which is borderline anime. It's Amer- it's an American version of anime. Is what I'm gonna put it. RCGI graphics because we're so good at it and we got so much money involved with it. We're able to put it on the big screen and with real people behind it. Like it's not just a complete cartoon. Uh. Nothing, no knock against anime. That's in Japan. It's, that's their style. But they could do it too if they really wanted to. They could make full-blown $100 million budget CGI movies. And they, I think they just don't want to because there's no need to. But America does it. And we get stuff like Alita, Avatar. Um, we're getting stuff like Godzilla is started off as what it is. Toho has an anime version of it right now. And so do we. So does America. Um, I guess this is going to be my intro to anime on my podcast. Uh, Maybe not. But I'll I'll let you know when I'm into watching shit. I just just ran through this, so I wanted to talk about it a little bit. See what your guys' thoughts were on, if you've watched it, on The Seven Deadly Sins. Um... I think they're going to have to kill Meliodas at some point. I think that's what it's coming down to. Because there's already a giant rift between Bond and Meliodas as it is. But and like I said, Bond probably actually squares up with Meliodas better than any of the other sins. Solely because he can't die and he can absorb his power and he can actually kill a member of the demon race. Now I think Bond might need help to accomplish the feat, but I think he can do it. I don't think if you put Gother there, I don't think he could do it. Maybe Gother could alter Meliodas' mind, but he can't kill him. Escanor, if Meliodas, because Meliodas is also smart and he can strategize, I think es- he, Meliodas would fight Escanor at night and then it would be goodbye, Escanor. Merlin, I don't think can physically do it either. She may be able to do some stuff to stop Meliodas. I put herself in a perfect cube. But I don't think she can do it. Um, Diane can't. The Fairy King can't. And I think that just leaves Bond. Bond's the only one that I think can do it. And he pretty much can scrap straight up with Meliodas if need be. And, and they've... Bond went to go fight... Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments exploded him to nothing and his body came back like it was nothing. Like nothing happened to him. 
he's had his head knocked off. He's had his body cut in half, like, and there's just no kidding. And he's strong as shit. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to end up having to kill Meliodas off because I don't think the cycle will ever stop of the demon race coming back to the earth in the goddess race, you know, having their part. And I think the goddess race is going to come into a big factor the next season too, because the commandments that are, that's just going to lead into a stalemate, like uh, the seven deadly sins are probably gonna have to get help from somewhere else to put them back, and I think at that point they're gonna say, you know what, Meliodas gotta go too. And at that point, Meliodas probably gonna not want to separate from Elizabeth, and somebody's gonna have to kill him or take his powers from him or something. And I think the only one that can do that is Bond that I'm aware of. So that's what I that's what I could see. Gother is invincible too, but he's only Magically invincible. Anyways, that's my my chat on the seven deadly sins. Uh, get to you guys some more episodes as they come along. Uh, have a good one out there. Take it easy and enjoy. And for whatever reason, if y'all fuckers don't ship shape up and listen to my goddamn video game ones, I'm gonna just fucking flood this bitch with video game nonsense to you. So you hear me? You heard? Anyways, I'm out. Late.